we are back here on the ticket on, well, on 93.7, the ticket on the ticket water cooler. And uh, we love to do something every Friday, which is bring on Brian Munson and get caught up on Husker recruiting and just recruiting in general, especially today, because there are some interesting things going on. Uh, Brian, how's it going today? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? We're doing fantastic, Brian. It's amazing weather up here. We almost touched 90 down here. It sounded like you guys were really close yesterday and then kind of overcast today, but um, I think the precipitation staying out. I think the weather shifts and I'm hoping, I'm hoping for a, for a a Southern breeze because I'm coming to the motherland tomorrow. Mm. So I will be driving up 35 tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So that'll be a, I would really like it with the gas prices. We could use a little. (laughs) Yeah, no, we had, uh, I think it was like 14 degrees or something last week. It was 89 yesterday. And they say that it's possibly going to snow over the weekend. So welcome to Nebraska. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, before we get into the recruiting talk, we're just talking because uh, WWE Smackdown is in uh, Lincoln tonight and I'm excited to go. I wanted to know, did you do you have a favorite uh, wrestler uh, from uh, from any era, I suppose? I was always a Goldberg fan in college. I'd say like the stuff like when I got really, really involved, um, Coco Beware, the Birdman, Jimmy, (laughs) Jimmy Superfly Snooka. I mean, I'm I'm going way, way, way back oh, yeah. now in, in in that time frame. But yeah, those were. I wasn't ever really a WCW guy, you know, and it really was more of a WWF. And then I really came to appreciate, obviously, Ric Flair and, and the oh, Four yeah. Horsemen. But um, those were those were probably the first WCW guys I really liked. Nice, you're name dropping some guys there. I was I, I didn't know if you were a big wrestling fan. Somebody asked that question, and you, you hope they can put together like a. Um, Undertakers or something they've seen, but you've got you got some good names there. He's got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many hobbies as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, it's good. Like, did you have one of those wrestling buddies? Did you ever get one of those guys? You like you, you like looks like uh, like a Hulk Hogan or something and beat him up. My brother, my brother asked for one for uh, for Christmas one year. And then I think my mom just deemed that that it was going to turn into a, a fighting contest between he and I, so we just wrestled each other. So that was fine. <laughs> That's fair enough. A brother is even better. They can they can fight back. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's jump into recruiting here with Brian Munson of Husker Online in on three. Uh, we'll get into Husker specific here in a second, but it it's kind of interesting that kind of in the recruiting world today, um, the NCAA is announcing that the uh, starting July first, there will be no limits on amount of official visits a, rec- a recruit can take where prospects yeah. previously could could make official visits only to five schools what kind of impact is that going to have on nebraska do you think that this is going to affect a lot of recruits or do you think this is just a few of them i i think it's a few i mean look there's you, you've got to manage this still somehow and the ncaa is is not changing the number of official visits that a school has so you get only like 54 a year mm. Um, so you, you're, you're still stuck with that number. So if you're bringing a guy in for his 12th official visit, you know, there's a kind of a law of diminishing returns coming into play there, right? Like where you just, there's probably not a great likelihood that you can get a guy. However, I think where this kind of comes into, you know, this, this kind of comes up here a little bit is that, you know, you get those late coaching changes and somebody would have loved to have taken an official visit to go check out so-and-so at whatever school, but they'd already taken their five and they can't really do anything about it now because they can't, they can't travel and put it on their own dime. 
And I think Nebraska, you know, Nebraska is going to see this a little bit differently. They're, 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 they're in that risk taker kind of scenario. And here's why I say that they always want recruits to come to Lincoln. There is really, there's really no downside. I mean, whether, whether outside of that, you know, and like the, the frozen tundra potentially and bringing a kid up from Florida and, and showing them that in December, I get that. But I mean, if you're talking about really like bringing a guy in because you didn't think you could get this guy to visit. And now that you've got this guy to visit, you, you think that there's a chance. I think that that's going to come up, you know, a handful of times. I don't think it's going to be the exception. And, and some of these guys now, you know, they're only doing three, maybe four official visits in June and they're coming off the board in July. Everything is moving left. I mean, all of it is just moving left. I mean, you've got, you're going to have earlier time for the coaches now, you know, within the, within the high school, like on, in the high school to be able to talk to these guys that typically like you could just bump into them and I'm kind of doing the air quotes, but now you <laughs> can actually talk to the, talk to the recruits. So I, I think that there's some good changes, but this one here, it's going to be less about, I think how many visits a guy could potentially take, like just go out there and seal up every single weekend to get out of town versus the coaches that have to manage their, their official visits that they're uh, allocating and make sure that they're not, you know, giving it to a guy that's not really serious about Nebraska just wants to get out of town for a weekend. So that I think that that's going to be something that they're, they're smart enough to kind of figure all that stuff out. So with the addition of, you know, the unlimited uh, official visits for these players that like you were just mentioning, that's kind of good for some of these guys, even if a lot of them aren't taking as many official visits. But from a university side of things, the official visit, the university's spending their own dime to get these kids up here to to, you know, outfit them and, and what have you. So how much more of a recruiting budget are some of these universities going to have to put forward um, if they bring in more kids? Well, if you've only got the 54, then you're you're pretty still you're you're still pretty locked in on the number. Now, I don't recall a year. Maybe last year was as close as it ever got to bringing in 54 total official visitors. Um, if if I you know if I went back to like Cameron Lenhart, Lenhart had a little pressure like trying to get out in the early signing period and uh, was already committed secretly to Nebraska. Um, he had a school that was really trying to get him to commit sight unseen because they had no more official visits. That's the first time I've ever had to report that. I, I, I don't, I can't recall another time that a school said, Hey dude, we're done. We've hit 54. Like we hit our allocation. We're out. Um, that's a, that's, that's a pretty unusual thing to have happen. But I think, I think as time, as, as things are kind of going here, and this is maybe, you know, to your point still, because you're, you're still talking about, at least getting closer to that 54 number, the NCA is also backed off, you know, adding more or adding 20, more than 25 players in a, in a calendar year to your roster. So, because you've got that attrition with the portal, you know, you, you, you need to get back up to 85, et cetera. So I think at least with that dynamic, you could get a lot closer to doing and supporting 54, which would drive additional budget in there that, that obviously Nebraska would have to carefully review um, but I, I think ultimately, and, and, and you know, when you bring in, you know, your guests every single time you come into town as well. So uh, it definitely will drive up the cost here a little bit. But I think that, you know, you always had that hard cap of 54. And unless the NCA says we're, we're taking the top off of that, too, 
um, realistically, I think that I think that the athletic department will be prepared for 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 that part anyway. Do you know whether was there some sort of pressure, or what do you think kind of came about with this rule change? I think I think that some of these guys, some of these coaches, probably have have, have had it happen that you know you've had a you got a player that's a good player, and he takes two or three official visits in the month of June. And, you know, he ends up committing to some sort of a group of five school, maybe a low power five school. And and realistically, it, 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 paid, it paid for those schools basically to do their due diligence. They got a great player. And then the top blows off on this kid. Mm-hmm. And this kid now is starting and he has, a, he has a terrific senior year. He's getting invited now to a U.S. Army All-American game. He backs off his commitment, but he only has two – two remaining official visits left and would and, and went from three offers to 30. Mm. And, and now all of a sudden you go, I wouldn't have played my hand the way that I played it, the, you know, in, in June, but you do the best with, with the information at hand. And, and, and I think that that has to still kind of move forward. And, and this is where kind of the, the musical chairs and, and only having so many, you know, uh, chairs in the, in the class kind of come into play because, those, those players, those recruits feel a little pressure. They, they may go ahead and jump on Louisiana Lafayette, not to pick on the Cajuns at all, but I'm just, I'm just bringing them up. But if, if, if that, if that guy felt great about that school, he wouldn't question that, you know, if, you know, come August, come August, come September, whenever these other additional offers come, come flying in. Um, but it, it does happen that then Georgia or Alabama or North Carolina or whatever else comes, comes flying in and you go, I have to reconsider what's going on with my situation now. Uh, excellent breakdown of that. I, I mean, we read the headline and kind of, uh, kind of discussed it and, and, and kind of confused by it, but uh, you cleared a lot of that up. Uh, I did want to ask too about Ashton Murphy, of course, the, the third yeah. uh, recruit for Nebraska in this class. Uh, what is Nebraska getting out of Ashton Murphy? I really like Ashton. Um, uh, six foot five, two hundred and forty pound ish guy. That's Nebraska's talking about him playing a three technique, and you know he's got to add some size to do that. But this is a guy that's got great length. Um, kind of reminds me of like a Jeremy Slecta, which is kind of going back a little ways. I think that he's he's got a great motor. I think he plays long and tall, and Slecta could do that in the trenches and get his hands up and. And he, he can really be disruptive and eat up a lot of space. But I think what, what you have to like about Murphy is that if you, if you can get, get him into a system and you can put 35, 45 pounds on, on a guy like that, and uh, you, you can then project him out. So if, if you're really thinking that that's what he needs to add to get down to a three technique to a defensive tackle, if he can keep that athleticism that he has and that motor that he has, well, then you can start moving him to the left and outside. So, Maybe now he can become an odd front defensive end and put him in a four technique, or maybe there's some even maybe there's some even front four three stuff that we want to run a four I, which is inside the offensive tackle, and that dude's kind of special. I mean, you got to be a little bit special there when you want to line up in four I of an offensive tackle. Um, but then you've also got like your five technique and you move him out to a seven. I don't think he could get out to a nine if he was running at 285. But I think, you know, five into a three with a couple positions in between. And it really says a lot, I think, about him. And, and you heard it, you know, from uh, Coach White actually earlier this week when it came down to talking about versatility and being versatile along that defensive line. That's going to pay off for Ashton. 
Ashton has got that length. He's got athleticism. He's got a he's got a frame that he can add a lot of weight to. And if he can keep that athleticism, he could be a factor from a three out to a seven, basically just saying to the Nebraska staff, we don't need to take this guy off the field. We can do a number of different things with him on the field. So I, I think it's a great fit for, for Ashton Murphy, and I think that Nebraska's getting a really good one. Uh, now I was talking with Ter- Terrell Farley, too, and he's a little bit concerned about only having uh, three recruits at this time. Uh, is, is that is that low on the low end usually, or is there any reason to be concerned of that? I understand the concern. Um, I was concerned about it. But if you go out and you look at, like, USC, I think USC only has one. Hmm. Um, it's, 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 it's a really weird time. And, and I think that the commitments are even start to move left because you had three guys from the junior day weekend came off the board to other schools, Sprague, Ginther, Heiberger, they all committed to other places. Um, and I think that that's gotta be a, a, a be, you know, a data point that Nebraska has to realize. So, so as they get kind of into the next year cycle, they have to understand, Hey, this March 25th date may be the last time I have a chance to host these guys on campus before they decide, a handful of these guys decide that they want to go ahead and come off the board. And I think that part of this, too, to, to Terrell's point, I think that this is a, another part here, it's very important that Nebraska got a guy in state into the class because I, I, I've been thinking it that Ashton Murphy was probably the most possible guy because you start talking about Nelson and Hall and Benning and McMorris and even pipe from, and I just didn't feel like any of those guys were ready to kind of, you know, wrap up their process and go to the, and go to Nebraska. But it felt like Murphy, things were accelerating. He was just coming back from Iowa, just came back from air force, had seen Colorado before uh, the, the, the time was getting, was getting there. I think for him and his process, I think it's a good fit. I think it's a good timing for him, but I'm a little bit concerned. And, and I honestly, I don't know, out of the guys that we we've um, that we have listed for our spring game, I don't know if there's many more commitments like on that list necessarily either. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just kind of interested to see like what the total in the class is going to be coming into June when they start official visits. Um, I, I also want to ask about kind of the the, the Bellevue West uh, group out there. Davon Hall, Isaiah McMorris, obviously Daniel Kalen um, committed to Missouri. There's not much of a question there, but would it yeah. be? I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> where Nebraska is with Hall or McMorris, but uh, I mean, would it be a, a pretty significant bad look, I suppose, if Nebraska goes 0 for 3 there? Yes. Um, you know, you, you've got, you've, you've had plenty of people nationally that know the name Davon Hall and McMorris had a huge, huge junior year and just visited USC. And, and maybe possibly picked up an offer. It doesn't sound like, you know, that's been kind of confirmed yet or not. But I think that that would be a, a pretty, it would be, it would not be a good look. Uh, I think if Nebraska missed there and, and, and also maybe potentially then missed on Rayola and then you don't have Kalen. And then of course, you know, you've got, um, uh, my mind's going completely blank, but you just had a really favorable article about Oklahoma state and their spring practices and what's going on down there with, with mm. their quarterback that they got from Gretna. Yeah, Zane Flores. I just, I, I feel like, I feel like that would be a little bit, a little bit difficult for people to kind of overlook because I think Hall has been recognized as being the top, if, if, if not the top, then the top, the second best player in the state of Nebraska for a while. Mick Morris is challenging him. 
And, you know, you got Kalen that obviously didn't feel like he needed to wait around for Nebraska to hear about, about Rayola because he had great enough op- options to go ahead and make his own decision uh, with where he was at. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's something that has it's, – it's it could be potentially a very bad optic. Mm. Uh, two more questions for you as we like to borrow your time here. Uh, Carter yeah. Nelson, uh, I've been seeing him uh, talk about you. You mentioned McMorris going out on a pretty impressive visit there. Uh, couldn't help but notice Carter Nelson's been uh, been everywhere, been everywhere, yeah. and taking <laughs> yeah. some really cool pictures. Yeah, he's been everywhere. He's been to Tennessee, what uh, Auburn, Alabama, Georgia. Yeah. Um, he's, I, I would fully expect him to take a West coast swing. He will also visit USC, UCLA, Oregon, probably get over, uh, maybe even do like a Washington as well. Uh, and then of course, you know, he's got offers now from A&M in Texas. Um, so I, I, I do anticipate him taking a trip down here to the Lone Star state and checking that out too. So I, I think that, I think the trips are very, very impressive there with, with Carter, um, I know that I got plenty of phone calls from the Alabama guys that were excited about him being on campus and what mm-hmm. they're hearing about him. So uh, I think Nebraska fans uh, should be holding their breath a little bit about him and the amount of attention that he's drawing nationally. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, they're really talent, a really talented class this year. Um, yeah. And, and, and just, uh, you know, there's no, it doesn't seem to be locks for Nebraska. Of course, getting Ashton Murphy certainly helps there. Uh, last question. We have to do it every week. Any update on Dylan Royola? Um, you know, he, uh, I know, I know that there was some confusion over the Easter weekend about a picture getting posted by a teammate that, that thought that maybe he might've come back up to Nebraska in April. He didn't, mm-hmm. that, that picture was from the March 25th junior date. In fact, I know that he was vacationing in, in Florida during that time. Um, nothing really new, like on the recruiting scene. I think that really he, he wanted to take the month of April. I think it's kind of a, a time to, 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 to recollect and, and think about what's kind of going on with the process. I think that that's one of the reasons why additional official visits haven't been set up for him either. You know, if you look on the list, all you see is an official visit for Georgia. I wouldn't draw too many conclusions around that. I think that a lot of these guys typically like to set up visits based on when other guys are going to be coming to town. And usually that has to be kind of pulled all together and make sure it works out for a a majority of the guys that they're trying to do that with. So I would let that one be for now. I I do expect Nebraska to get an official visit, but beyond that, no other updates. It sounds like he's staying pretty radio silent and just kind of working on himself during the month of April. Well, if there's no update, we'll still ask you about it next week because one hundred percent. That's just there, how it goes. Yeah, just want to know. <laughs> so be Sounds ready. Good off. I'll try to have a different answer for you guys next week. <laughs> yeah, be ready to put together a different set of words to say no update. <laughs> no comment. All right, no. <laughs> He's Brian Mutson of Husker Online and on three. Thanks once again, Brian, for taking time out of your day to update us on the Nebraska recruiting world. Have a great weekend, guys. We'll see you soon. All right, we will. Thanks you too. There he goes, Brian Munson of Husker Online and on three. We will take a break, and we'll be right back with more sports talk here on 93.7 The Ticket.